Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy to welcome Allie to the podcast today. Welcome, Allie. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Yay. Well, let's chat. What's your question for me this time? Okay. So this time my question is, how can I let go of what I don't need to hold on to anymore? Okay. Like what? Oh, so many things. Okay. But let's talk, let's say it's like just maybe more emotional things, like things mm. I don't need to hold on to anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't need to hold on to them, but I can't seem to just let it go. Okay. So I want you to give me an example. What is something emotional that you're holding on to that you want to let go of? Other people's problems that don't even affect me, but Mm -hmm. like they've been told to me. So therefore I've been talking with them and Mm -hmm. helping them through something, but it's not mine to carry. Right. And I'm carrying it. (laughs) So what do you get from carrying it? I assume I get nothing. And that I get tired. (laughs) Right. So you get nothing and tired, but there is something or you wouldn't be doing it. Yes, that's true. Do you get to feel a certain way or think a certain way about yourself? I guess probably feel like I'm taking the burden from someone else. I'm helping them. I'm helping. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have you ever thought about that before? You know, yeah. And then no, like, yes and no. Because I'm like, well, I'm helpful, but like, you know, whatever. But um, it's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've watched Encanto, but I've mm-hmm. talked to this with a lot of my friends, and I am Louisa, mm. hands down. That is me, and I didn't realize it was me until mm-hmm. I saw it and heard it, and I was like, "Oh, this is too close to home." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so close to home for me. Okay, there's a little Isabella in there too, as the oldest daughter, but mm-hmm. like it's Louisa. <laughs> okay, so. How early in your life did you start taking on other people's burdens? Oh my goodness. I mean, some of my earliest memories, I'm the oldest of three, so it's Mm -hmm. not a big family, but I'm the oldest Mm -hmm. and the only girl. And I, I have a vivid memory of, I was eight or nine making breakfast and lunch for me and my brothers, not because anybody asked me to, Mm -hmm. nobody asked me to. But I did it. I was making sure that there was enough cereal in their bowls, that they had their sandwiches for school and things like that. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of how it's always been Mm -hmm. for me. And I don't know why. Yeah. So did anybody ever tell you that wasn't your job? No. Well, maybe, you know, it possibly. Okay. But I don't remember hearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of it is like, I don't know if that's my personality or if that Mm -hmm. is something I was taught just that I happen to internalize weirdly. Yeah. yeah. Where were your parents when you were doing that? Oh, they were there. They were yeah. there they were, just watching you. And well, I think my mom was asleep and my dad was working was probably what okay. it was. Cause it was like super early in the morning. Gotcha. Okay. One of those, like I'll get up and help mom. Okay. Like, yeah. Necessarily ask me to, but I thought, well, I can do something. Yeah. You know, nine, I can do something. And did you sense that she needed your help? Was there something going on that I'm trying to remember at that time, there might've been, there was a lot of stress around a certain time, but I don't remember if it was then or if it was different. Okay. 
But I know that anytime I knew my parents felt stressed, I immediately will jump in. Okay. So you learned early on that your value is connected to trying to help other people, taking on someone else's burden. Yes. Okay. So that's part of your identity. That's fair? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, So to stop doing it would require you letting go of how you see yourself. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That, that would be a lot. So so that's when I asked you at the beginning, like, what do you get from it? You're like, nothing. I'm like, no, there's something. <laughs> so you get to see yourself as a helpful, thoughtful, good daughter, good friend, good, right? That's how yeah. you see yourself. Yeah. That's, yeah. So what if taking on emotionally other people's burdens is actually hurting them? I have thought of that. Mm before, but I don't know how to either stop that or have that conversation with that, whoever it is with whoever this person is be like, I don't think I'm actually helping you Mm -hmm. because they'll come to me for help. Okay. So give me an example of someone coming to you for help and it doesn't have, you don't have to say a name or you don't have to disclose who it is, or just a person came to me and asked me this or whatever. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of like a good one <laughs> or, um, just, you know, whenever there's drama in, in this one particular person's life, whenever there's drama, she's usually just coming to me to vent and that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm here for it. But then they'll also ask advice. Okay. And be like, okay, so this is the situation. What do I do? How mm-hmm. do I fix this? You always know what to say. Okay. Or whatever. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, and then I give the advice because I don't know how to say, you kind of have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say that you have to figure it out, but then I still give advice anyway. Okay. (laughs) Do they take your advice? Sometimes they do. Cause I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. And I am fully transparent about that, that I don't have that life experience, but if I was there, this is an idea that I might do Okay, or something. But it sounds like it's more than just giving advice that it, you take on the emotion of it. Yeah. When it's family, it's mostly family or like close friends when they come and they just unload. Like I, like they need to just, okay. Give something. Have you ever said, I'm not in a place where I can listen to you today? I have, I think three times Okay, ever in my life. What was that like? It was weird. And it was heartbreaking (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I felt like I was letting them down. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was not fulfilling my purpose, what I'm supposed to do, what a good person does Mm -hmm. is be there. And I couldn't be there. But then I realized that it was fine, but I didn't feel fine. Okay. And that was like a guilt thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also... Like saying that, setting that emotional boundary of like, I can't listen to you today. I can't, I don't have it to give. It's also challenging how you see yourself, right? Like I'm not a nice person now. I'm not a helpful person. I, and I need to be those things Mm -hmm. in order to be okay. What if setting that boundary is being helpful? Yeah. Can can I I share? Helpful for me. No, no. Oh, what if it's helpful for them? Oh, let me give you an example. This happens so often. 
Yes. Especially with adult women. They often, I hear the parents of the adult child will come and tell their marriage problems to the adult child. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, oh, your dad always blah, blah, blah. Your mom always blah, blah, blah. And they're kind of in the middle. Right. Yeah. And as long as that person keeps listening, it keeps the parents' anxiety and pain just low enough that they don't have to actually do anything. Oh, that's a good point. Does that make sense? Yes, so, no, that makes total sense. So that adult daughter saying, mom, I'm not going to talk to you about dad. Go talk to a therapist or go talk to dad. That's actually more helpful than listening to them vent. Does that apply in your situation? Um, Sometimes. I mean, so, not specifically, not like your parents talking oh, to you, yeah, but, no. just, but just <laughs> yeah. setting the boundary as actually being helpful or more helpful. I think so. And I think with, with a lot of times it would be, mm-hmm. I just think I also just, I just take it on anyway, mm-hmm. almost kind of no matter what, even if I don't want it or I don't have the capacity, you know, I can put things down and put them aside and be like, I can look at you later. Yeah. I can listen to you later. I can do this, whatever. But then I still, I still feel it. And then I can't let go. Like things that happened years and years ago will still pop up in my brain. Like, oh, why didn't I do this better? Or why didn't Mm -hmm. I help this person in a different way when I don't need to hold that? Mm. Like, I I don't need to hold it. Mm -hmm. I I need to let it go, but I don't know how. (laughs) How to let it go. Okay. How to let it just fly out. Yeah. Well, and it's not just that easy, right? Like we're talking about it like it's easy. It's not. Have you ever done anything symbolic to let go of like someone else's burden? Like write it down on a rock and throw it in a river or write it down on a piece of paper and burn it or some kind of tangible way to let go of the burden that you're holding onto for someone else. You know, I personally have not, but I have seen that and I've been like, that's a great idea. And then for some reason, I never do it. So think about it. Like you could put little paper in a, in a helium balloon and let it go. There are lots of ways that you can like metaphorically let go of something. So that might be helpful with letting go of specific things. Yeah. I've liked that idea, especially of the, of like burning it and be like, this is not worth this is not worth the space it's taking mm-hmm. in my life. I need it to just go. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have spiritual beliefs? Yes. I am. Okay. I'm a member of the, the LDS church. Okay. Nuance though, but I'm there. Yeah, But you're still there. Okay. Yeah. You can also use your spiritual beliefs. You don't have to take on the burdens of the people around you because that was Christ's job. Like you're trying to take over a job that's already been done. I, you know, I never thought of it that way because we always hear that mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort. And it sounds what I internalized as a child through adulthood Mm -hmm. is just, okay, well, if you're mourning with them, then you are with them in the trenches and you're going to stay there. Mm. Even though that's not what it means. Right. What I internalized until probably like two years ago. Mm maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's been a lot of trying to climb back out. Right. Right. Other people's trauma that I don't need because I have my own to deal with. (laughs) And, you know, and I just, but I never thought of, I'm trying to take his place. That is brilliant. Mm. I never thought of that. 
Yeah, it might be helpful for you to visualize Mm -hmm. giving those burdens that you've taken on that are yours or not yours Mm -hmm. and kind of like here, laying it at Christ's feet or, you know, like, here's Mm -hmm. my burden, here's our burdens, and let's redefine what does mourning with those that mourn actually mean? I feel like it means more now that I've kind of realized that I don't need, that doesn't mean that I need to be in there with them. I need to be with them and like help them when they want it or mm-hmm. when they need it maybe, mm-hmm. but not, I need to climb down in there and be in those depths with you while you are going through what you are doing, because I don't need to also go through what you are going through. That's not my experience. It's yours. Right. It's yours. Not right. Mine. Right. I kind of think of it as like, you temporarily go down with them yes, and then you climb back out and do your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Yeah. When you're with them, you're like, I'm with you in this. This is, this is, this is painful. This is hard. And then when you're not with them, you go back to what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't stay in there permanently because yeah. that's not your journey. That's mm-hmm. theirs. And I think I stayed in there too long. Yeah. Because I was like, nope, this is now mine because you, you needed me. You, you needed my help. You came to me. I'm going to be with you the whole way. Just, mm-hmm. I'll just stay here. Mm-hmm. And I realized that's not what that's supposed to be. Right. So visualize yourself climbing out of the pit. I'm about halfway there, but halfway. okay. <laughs> just keep going a little bit more. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep going. I've been doing a lot of work, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything that's like really specific that you're holding on to right now? I'm holding on to a lot of resentment for something that happened that I had no control over. It it did affect me, but I had no control over it. And I feel resentment towards the effects that affected me. Are you willing to share what that is? Uh, It was ramifications of a specific person's actions within a very close-knit group of people. Mm -hmm. And while that person did not do anything to me, the effects of what they did have spread and the ripples so far that it has caused rifts in other places where rifts didn't need to be. Okay. That kind of thing. So is it like some kind of mistreatment? Yes. A mistreatment and just a constant almost like a battering ram against that relationship, Mm. but it didn't need to have that. And so what does that have to do with you? (sighs) It's a good question. So the act that happened was within this group and we're all extremely close. And so it felt like a betrayal of all of us. Okay. For this one act. Okay. And that's kind of where it is. And so I hold a lot of resentment, mm-hmm. not even towards that person necessarily mm. because they're human mm-hmm. and things happen, but the situation that they put us in mm. is what I feel resentment and anger and betrayal towards. Okay. And it's been five, six years. Do you have strong boundaries with this person? Yes. Very, very strong. <laughs> very okay. strong boundaries. Okay. So that's, and so that's good. I just, I can't seem to let go of the resent and the anger Mm -hmm. when the act was not against me, the specific Mm -hmm. act. Right, right. It impacted you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Allie, have you allowed yourself to really feel the anger? Like, are you trying to not feel it all the time? And so it's still there or. I have really never let myself feel it Mm -hmm. because I felt like I not, not worthy, but just, I wasn't, it wasn't done to me. Therefore I shouldn't feel this way. So the it's impacted you. Yes. It's okay. impacted us extremely strongly, but again, the specific did not but happen. You, but that's okay. You can have feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I think those feelings are still around because you're trying to not feel them instead of feeling them and moving through it. So with emotions, you feel it, you experience mm-hmm. it, you feel the anger, you feel the sadness, the betrayal, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then you go through it and you come out the other side. It sounds like you spent five to six years trying to not feel it and convince yourself that you shouldn't feel it, that it wasn't really toward you, right? Like this kind yep. of uh-huh. battle. What if you just let yourself feel it? You know, you know what? That was that was crappy and that sucked. And that person is a jerk. And I'm really mad that that happened. And it impacted this group of people that I love. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've been starting to try to, I've finally been able to go to like therapy for a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. really exciting, really helpful. And so feeling the anger, I'm just not used to feeling that mm-hmm. because I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. Anyway, because okay. I'm so okay. used to being that helpful person that's there yeah. for people yeah. that angry just doesn't feel right. It makes me feel right. weird. Helpful people get angry. And I know they do. Right. Even you. But I, but not me. I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed because. Because I am the only stability around me. Okay. I have to be strong and strong means not having difficult, painful emotions. Yes. Or I can have them for a minute. Okay. And then I got to move on. All right. And I got to just do what I got to do. So I think this is teaching you, Allie, that you get to have them. And that they're really important to process and to feel and to talk about and to work through. And that it doesn't make you an unhelpful person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a person. Which is good to hear. I like being just a person. (laughs) Yeah. It's just part of being human. And everybody feels hurt and everybody feels angry and everybody feels sad and everybody feels scared and happy and joyful and all the feelings everybody feels them. It's okay. So I have to keep telling myself that you're allowed to be mad. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a time in my life where I was really angry and really hurt. And I often process things through songs. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a song called Out of Jail. Oh, Um, I'm trying to think of the best lyrics to share. It's time I let you out of jail in my mind, in my mind. It's time I let you out of jail. You may not know it, but you've done time. I'm tired of leaning against this door and screaming all the things that you're in for. I'm tired of holding shut the gate. My hands are worn and I can't escape. Wow. When you hold on to it forever, you're the prisoner. Yeah. The other person doesn't care. No. (laughs) It's like, and writing that song, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm the one imprisoned by this resentment mm-hmm. because I'm having to keep this person in a cage. And so I have to stay there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so part of the, the process of letting go is actually feeling it mm. and then letting go of the bars and walking away. Ooh, that's going to take some work. 
Yeah. But I like that visual of holding and then just letting it go. I, yeah. I like that. As long as you're holding on to the resentment, mm-hmm. you're in jail too, because you yeah. have to stand there and keep the door shut. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. And so journal about it, write a letter to this person that hurt you or hurt someone you love, do everything you can to allow yourself to let it out. And that will slowly unclench your hands on the bars. That's a good idea. I should do that. (laughs) I'm not good with the journaling thing. I keep meaning to, and I'm like, I'm going to do that. Or just talk it out. Like when you're driving by yourself, like dear so-and-so I'm, you know, (laughs) I can't believe you blah, 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 blah. And whatever Mm -hmm. you need to do. I love that. Yes. No, thank you. That is perfect. Good. (laughs) And what I needed to hear. Good, good. Okay. So let's talk for a minute about what you're going to continue to work on after we end this call. What are you going to take with you? I am going to take that. I'm allowed to be mad. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to be angry, which I always tell my kids, but I never say it for myself. Like your big feelings are allowed. It's okay. It happens, but I'm allowed to be angry. I'm allowed to feel the resentment and all of that, but I am also allowed to let it go. I don't have to be knee deep in the trenches where I don't need to be. I can go in there for a minute and then come back out and I can move on. Yeah, (laughs) That's that's something that I, I struggle with and I'm excited to continue climbing out. Wonderful. Wonderful. I also want you to take with you that you don't need to take on people's burdens that's not actually helping them. And in fact, it might be doing the opposite. Yeah. Oh yes, that too. (laughs) And that there is someone who's already taken the burdens. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to. (laughs) Right. Right. You're awesome, but you're not that awesome. Exactly. (laughs) It's so true. Like it's so true. Then I'm like, I think good, but I'm not that good. (laughs) You're like, I'm not that good either. So join the club. Yeah. So thank you for taking the time to talk with me and sharing your heart. And I hope this has been helpful for you, Allie. Oh, it's been so helpful. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast and for, for sharing your story. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.